0: The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce.
1: Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. i got to get to work.
2: Oh, goodbye, dear. Oh, wait a a minute. Listen, will you pick me up at the auditorium on your way home tonight?
1: Auditorium.
2: Yes, the women's club is helping to decorate for the big charity ball, and I'll be down there all afternoon. Oh, for
1: pizza. I'll never find you. Oh,
2: yes, you no, will. No, I
1: won't. Look, you always do this, oh. and I stop in to pick you up. I chase all over, saying, have you seen my wife? And <laughs> nobody ever knows where they last saw oh, you. Look, honey. I know exactly what it'll be now, like. Now, honey, now,
2: listen no, to me. No,
1: there'll be dozens. There'll be hundreds of chattering women. The ones I know will grab my arm, and they'll talk a mile a minute. Well, this
2: is the first time I ever heard you complain about having a woman grab your arm and talk to you. No, no,
1: I, I love women, <laughs> but not club women. Oh, Stop I mean, it, something honey. seems to happen to a woman. When she joins a club, she gets sort of bossy and domineering and terribly efficient.
2: <laughs> you silly thing. Well, I know. Now I'm. listen, now listen. Come in the 6th Street entrance and turn to the left and go straight down the hall, and I will be in the room at the end. Uh, it's a big room with double doors. You can't miss it. Because it'll be full of flowers, and I'm on the flower arrangement committee. Look, I'll
1: never find Darling, it. Darling,
2: you can't miss it.
1: I can. I have never yet found you at one of these things. Look, I chase all Honey, over... if you will
2: listen to me now. Now, what entrance are you supposed to come in?
1: Sixth Street entrance.
2: Then what did I say to do?
1: Turn left, walk down the hall to a big room with double doors, which I can't miss because it'll be full of flowers.
2: Very good.
1: Thank you. You know something? What? I'll miss it.
2: No, you will not. Now, if you do it's your own you fault. Wait and because see. that's where I'll be all afternoon. So you come directly to that room. Now, just come in the Sixth Street entrance. All right. Turn okay, left. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. Go down the hall. Now, look. You'll yes. be
1: there. Yes, I'll be all there. All right. Now, I don't want to go chasing all over the place for you. I
2: will be there, darling, and you can't miss it. Yeah.
3: No, Edith, that streamer doesn't look right Fasten it on the other side of the balcony The other end of the balcony Oh, excuse
1: me Oh, hello, Myra Myra Edith,
3: the balloons go up there Myra Oh, hello Hi (laughs) Well, look, girls, a man Oh,
1: hey, cut that out (laughs) Look, I just wanted to go on record as having spoken to you since our little trouble the other day you know, when I didn't speak to you down Oh,
3: yes. How's your eye?
1: Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Looking for your wife? Yes. Yeah, she said she'd be down in some big room at the end arranging flowers or something. Well, she's not there now. I was just down there. Oh, for Pete's sakes. Look, have you got any idea where she is? No,
3: no. Well, now, wait a minute. She may have gone up to the third floor. They needed somebody up there to help with the table decorations. Oh,
1: look, how do I get up there?
3: Well, there's a stairway over there around the corner. I don't yeah. believe the elevators are working today. Oh. What do you think of the
1: decorations? Oh, oh, they're very, very nice. Uh-huh. Well, Mrs.
3: Larson has charged the decorations, and she wanted pink and blue. Oh. Well, I thought that was crazy. Yes. I got up at a committee meeting, and I said that as long as this was a charity ball, you know. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. Well, I, I think, Myra, i I've said been, we
3: ought I've, to have I've... red, white, and blue decorations. Uh-huh.
1: Well, they, they look fine. They certainly do. Look, it's nice to see you, Myra. I think I better go find... Well, of course, we them. have to
3: put it to a vote. And everybody said they thought my idea of red, white, and blue was the best. So that's what we're having, which I yes. think look marvelous. Yes. Just marvelous. Yes, uh-huh. They
1: do. They, they certainly do. You, you, look, you're sure my better half isn't in the flower room?
3: No, huh? I know she's not. I was just down now.
1: Oh? You think she might be up on the third floor, huh? Now,
3: take the stairway, go up three flights. Three flights. Then turn right and go down the hall.
1: Down the hall. Now, I don't
3: know which room the table, table decorations are in. You'll just have to look.
1: Yeah, fine. Well, all right. Thank you, Myra. Now, if
3: you see Mrs. Ogilvy up there, tell her we do not have enough red crepe streamers. Well. Tell her to send down another box for I, I,
1: I don't believe I know any Mrs. Ogilvy, well, Myra. Well, would you ask? I, uh, yeah, okay, all right, Mrs. You... Yeah, Ogilvy. Uh, yes. Uh, I,
3: thank you. Edith, that screamer doesn't look right at all. Drop it a little more.
1: Oh, excuse me. I'm terribly sorry. Oh, oh, Doris, Doris.
4: Well, well, hello. What are you doing here? Look, I
1: am trying to find my wife. I've looked all over the third floor. Somebody sent me down here to the second floor. They said she was in the costume room. No,
4: no, she's not here. I haven't seen her. Oh, I think she's down on the main floor. Now, you go to the room where they're doing the flower arrangement. No,
1: no, look, I saw Myra Pemberton when I came in. She said she'd just been in the flower arrangement room, and, and, and she wasn't there. So oh, I,
4: well, goodness, look, I don't know.
1: I'm sorry to bother you, all these hundreds of women clamoring and my getting in their way. I, I saw a familiar face, and I, I just yelled at <laughs> you. <laughs> How's Bill? Oh,
4: just fine.
1: Oh, good, good. All your kids?
4: Fine, fine. Uh-huh. Oh, I hear your Betsy's going to model for some advertisement. Oh, yes,
1: yes. Some guy from a modeling agency in Chicago happened to be in town. He spotted Betsy when she was downtown. I guess he thought she was pretty cute, you know. (laughs) So we decided to let her do it.
4: Well, of course, that's your business. Yes. But I think it's terrible. What? What? Huh? Uh, well, never mind. I shouldn't have said anything.
1: Well, what do you what do you mean?
4: Have you any idea what you're doing to that poor child? Exposing her to a life like that? Well, she's
1: just going to model for this one thing, have a picture taken. I don't think that's exposing her to anything so awful.
4: I told Bill I wouldn't allow any of our children to do it. Oh, they've been asked many times. Oh. Oh yes. My goodness, when we were in New York, we met a theater producer at some party, and when he saw Patty Ann, he just raved about her, wanted to put her in a play.
1: Oh, well, that's nice. But
4: both Bill and I said, no, indeed. We want Patty Ann to grow up a normal child and lead a normal life. We don't want her to get any ideas of self-importance.
1: Oh, well, I don't think doing this one thing is going to give Betsy any ideas of self-importance. And the $400 she'll be getting for it will look nice in her bank account that she needs for college.
4: Oh, I know, I know. The money is tempting. My goodness, this theater producer was sure Patty Ann could get into the movies. And he was dangling thousands in front of our eyes. But Bill and I said no.
1: Ah, yeah, well, it's nice to see you, Doris. Uh,
4: I your wife is. You might look in the basement. She might be working on some of the exhibits or something. Yeah,
1: okay, all right. Thank you, Doris. I I
4: think you should think over what I said. Uh, Yes. You may be ruining that child for life. Oh, the stairway's over there.
5: (laughs) Well, for goodness sakes. Hello. Oh,
1: hello, Anne. (laughs) Have you seen my wife? Yes. Oh, thank heavens. Where is she?
5: Well, now let me think. Oh, that was some time ago. Say, did you look in the room where the flower arrangements are? No,
1: Myra Pemberton said she wasn't there. I've (laughs) tramped all over this auditorium. Ah, well, anyhow, how are you?
5: Oh, pretty good. I had a cold, and it settled in my chest, and I had the worst laryngitis, and then it went to my head, and I've just felt miserable. Oh, well, that's too
1: bad. Look, I'll run along. Then
5: about two weeks ago, you know, I got this pain in my back, and I just couldn't yeah, move. Yeah, I know.
1: I know. Those things are pretty tough, You and know, I... mother
5: hasn't been very well.
1: Oh, well, I'm sorry You're, to hear do that. Do you
5: remember my mother? Your
1: mother? Oh, yes. Oh, sure, sure. Your mother. Give her my regards. Oh, I, I will. I will. she'll be feeling You know, better.
5: then my sister just had an operation.
1: Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. How is she? Well,
5: Well, she's doing as well as can be expected but you know, I think it'll take some time to get on her feet again. It was her gallbladder and she had Dr. Noonan and she said if she had to have it done, she was glad she had a doctor that's the best in that field. Yes, uh,
1: well, that's always a comfort, I guess. Oh, <laughs> yes. Look, I better be running along. Yeah, I'll see if I can track down the little woman, you know. <laughs> you know, Bernice
5: was just eating one day and got this terrible pain and she said to Carl, that's her husband, Oh, yeah. you know, I've got this terrible pain. Oh. Well, after a while, it sort of subsided uh-huh. and she didn't think anything of it, you know. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, you know, I think it was about two weeks later, Uh we were over there for dinner. Bernice had cooked the most marvelous dinner. Uh Well, she got this pain again and I told Jack, I said, we've got to get a doctor for her. Well, to make a long story short, she was operated on four days later, but as the doctor said, if she had waited one day longer...
1: Oh, Isabel, Isabel. Well hello i suppose it's useless to ask if you've seen my wife
4: uh go down to the first floor to the flower arrangement room
1: oh no 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 she's not there
4: well i know she's on the flower arrangement committee yeah
1: but myra said she wasn't there boy she asked me to pick her up and give her a ride home oh
4: how wonderful do you go out oak street
1: oh no i i don't generally well
4: forget it forget it well i
1: mean i i could i suppose did you want a ride home
4: don't want to put you out.
1: Well, no, the truth is, I'm sick of looking all over for what is called my better half, so I'm going to leave word with Myra that I've gone on home, and if you'd like a ride.
4: Oh, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. But I do want to stop at the butcher's and pick up some meat for dinner, if you don't mind. Oh,
1: well, no, no. Okay.
4: And I want to make one teensy weensy little stop at the grocery store.
1: Oh, well, fine. Oh, okay, I guess.
4: Oh, there's Mrs. Edwards. Maybe she'd like a ride home, too. Oh, Esther, well, Esther, I, I, do you want a ride oh, home?
1: Oh, boy, wait till I see my wife. One hour. One hour I spent in that auditorium looking for well, you. Well, I
2: don't understand it. I
1: got the whole story, blow by blow, of Anne's sister's operation.
2: Oh, yes, I know. We've all heard it. Then okay. I ran into
1: this this Doris Fleming, and boy, she's got the nerve to stand there and disapprove of our letting Betsy model for this picture for Tompkins Tonic. Boy, I can't see this any of her business. Well,
2: dear, most of my friends who have children are rather upset about it. I, I think they're a little jealous. that. Then, all, of course, know. I
1: bump into this Isabel, and she wanted to ride home, and we stopped at the butchers, and the bakers, and the candlestick makers. Oh, well, and, I'm
2: sorry, and dear. It wasn't
1: only Isabel. I had five women in that car. One oh. of them lived way over on the other side of the lake. I, I tell you, now, I, I. I
2: still don't understand where it. Where were you? I wasn't there.
1: You weren't there. You asked me to pick you up, and all the time you're not there. No,
2: dear, and I can't understand why somebody didn't tell you. I left word with everybody in the flower arrangement room that when you came to tell you that Mr. Wallace picked me up and brought me home...
1: You weren't there. He
2: wanted to make plans for taking Betsy's picture, and we had a lot to talk about, the contract and everything. Then we picked up Betsy at the Ronnings and brought her home, too. Who did you talk to in the flower arrangement room? Nobody. Nobody? Well, there must have been somebody.
1: I there. didn't go to the flower arrangement room.
2: What? That's why I told you to go. Dear, why?
1: Because I bumped into Myra when I came in and she said you weren't in the flower arrangement room. Well, I
2: wasn't, but if you had gone there and asked as you were supposed to do because I told everybody the minute they All right, all right. Oh, look,
1: I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's all too exasperating. Well,
2: dear, you can hardly blame me. That was what we agreed. Yeah, you were yeah, to all do right, didn't All we? right, all no, well, right. L- let's we? just
1: drop it. I I don't live right or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'll get it. You
2: read the paper Watch and relax. Serious. I'm awfully sorry, Hello? Oh, for Betsy? Yes, she's here. Just hold on. Betsy! All right, Mommy. It sounds like Mary Lou, dear. Dinner will be ready in about 15 minutes, honey. Yeah,
1: all right. Fine. Okay.
2: Hello? Yes?
1: Well, I don't think I can, Mary Lou, because I have to see my lawyer tomorrow about my contract. What?
2: Well. well, that's what Mr. Wallace said, dear. We made a date to see Jack after school and go over the contract. With
1: him. Uh-huh. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I don't know, Mary Lou. I'm going to be very busy next week. I have to get my hair done, and then the photographer is coming from Chicago to take my picture. I'll call you Mary Lou when I'm not busy. Okay. Bye. What's the matter? Why are you both staring at me? Nothing, nothing. You go on back to your room. I want to talk to your mother. All right, Daddy. Go on. You think maybe Doris Fleming was right? Did you hear her? I have to see my lawyer about my contract. She's only six and a half years old. Yes, I
2: know, I know. I heard her, dear. Well, maybe we shouldn't let her do no, it.
1: Oh, no. It's gone this far. We, we've agreed. Besides, another day like the one I've just spent, and we're going to need another breadwinner in the family.
2: <laughs> oh, honey. Uh, you're just hungry, darling. Oh, boy.
0: Looking for adventure? Then follow CBS Radio West on Sunday for the next dramatic exploit of Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. Hired to protect the ranchers from marauding Indians and cattle rustlers, Luke's story is as thrilling and as colorful as the opening of the West itself. It lifts you out of your own routine and sets you down right where adventure is waiting. J.B. Kendall, our frontier gentleman, is another man to follow westward each Sunday on most of these same stations. A British journalist covering the story of America's expansion in the 1870s, Kendall is always in the thick of things, too. Matt Dillon, Luke Slaughter, and J.B. Kendall can always be found where Western excitement abounds each Sunday, right here on CBS Radio. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce and is produced by Walter Hart. Included in today's cast were Seal McLaughlin, Mary Lone, Julie Lawrence, Ruth Nugent, and Francie Myers. This is Art Hannis inviting you to listen tomorrow to The Couple Next Door.